everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Historic Pinstripes, where we discuss the history of the New York Yankees. Again, my name is Brian, and I have been a die-hard Yankees fan since I was about seven years old. The goal of the Historic Pinstripes is, as always, to preserve the rich history and tradition of the New York Yankees by discussing the greatest Yankees players and moments in Yankees history. Um, and this episode is going to be on. Uh, it's going to be a tribute to the life of the late Elston Howard, who was the first African American Yankees player. But first, I just wanted to mention that the Historic Pinstripes is a proud member of the 4041 Media family with other podcasts such as Psych Your Crime, Free Your Geek, Movie Theater, Time Machine, Honest Fitness Talk with your trainer Nick, I Watched What, and um, YouTubers and streamers as well. And you can feel free to go to www.4041media for more information. Anyways... Let's get on with this week's episode, which is a tribute to the life of the late Elston Jean Howard. Elston Howard was born on February 23rd, 1929, um, and he passed away December 14th, 1980. Um, he was 51 years old, and he passed away of a rare heart disease. But going back to the beginning, he was from the St. Louis area. He was a right-handed hitter, uh, through through right-handed as well. Six foot two, 192 pounds. He was a big guy, especially for his day and age in, in, in baseball. Uh, he played from 1950 to 1954 in the minor leagues for the Yankees. Um, and when he came to the minor leagues with the Yankees, of course, obviously there was a lot of uh, racism going around. Um, you know, obviously just before 1950, Jackie Robinson had come and and broken the color barrier in 1947. But anyways, Elston Howard got his start um, in the Negro Leagues with the Kansas City Monarchs in 1948 to 1950. Kansas City Monarchs, that's the same team that uh, Jackie Robinson played with. Of course, by 1948, Jackie Robinson was with the Brooklyn Dodgers. So um, Elston Howard did not play with him. But Elston Howard, he signed with the Negro Leagues um, with the Kansas City Monarchs for $500 a month to play. Um, And that's after after turning down um, some college football scholarships with Illinois University, Michigan State University, and Michigan. Like I said, he was a big guy, and obviously he was a pretty good, quite a very good athlete. But at the time, he was also an outfielder. He wasn't a catcher, which I didn't realize. Um, also, his manager was uh, the late Buck O'Neill, who um, is very well known, um, especially in the Negro Leagues. He's, he's one of the most popular players. Uh, I think it was a player and a manager there. Um, I'm not sure if he ever managed in the major leagues. I'm not positive on that, but I don't. I don't think he did. Anyways, uh, the Kansas City Monarchs, anyway, were of the Negro American League, and actually. Um, not come to think of it, uh, I probably should mention that there is actually a um, Negro Leagues. Um, it's like a Negro Leagues, basically like a baseball hall of fame or like a muse- Negro Leagues museum in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, I guess that's that's something that they have down there. Uh, getting back to the topic of Elston Howard. Elston Howard actually roomed with Ernie Banks, who was his teammate in 1950. Uh, that was Elston Howard's last year um, in the Negro Leagues. Um, and then he ended up signing, of course, with the Yankees. He, he was an outfielder, like I said, for all three seasons in the Negro Leagues. Uh, when he signed with the Yankees, I think he was still an outfielder, but they that's they wanted him to learn how to catch. Um, I'm not sure the reason why. I guess maybe I, I mean I guess maybe George Weiss. Um, I I think he was he was always like he was kind of a student of the game. It seemed sounds like, and I guess maybe for some reason he just saw him as a catcher. Elston Howard was assigned to the Single A with the Muskegon Clippers, but had nine home runs. He had a 283 batting average that year in 54 games. Uh, he had some power, and also in the minor leagues as well. I'm only given the numbers just because it kind of shows you where he started from from what i've heard elston howard was a overall was a very good offensive player um and uh obviously 
you know, him having to learn to catch, that was probably a part of why it took him so long. But I'm sure there were other reasons, of course, being in the 1950s. But the very next year, in 1951, and then 1952 as well, he actually missed those two seasons because of the um, he, he went off to fight in the uh, Korean War, I believe, uh, for the uh, U.S. Army. Um, and then 1953, he came back, uh, went to Class AAA, which is what they call it. And then he ended up going down there, played 139 games there, 10 home runs, 70 RBIs. He had 284, or 286 rather, and had a 326 on base percentage. And of course, back then, I don't even think they really knew what an on base percentage was, but uh, I don't even think, I'm not even sure if they really um, had that stat. But I, I, th- I think it was something that they didn't really look at as much. Um, however, uh, and the team that he played for was the Kansas City Blues, if you're interested, of the American Association. Um, but, anyways, moving on in 19. 19- 54 he was finally invited to spring training again and this is when he was really they really started working with him as a catcher and converting him to a catcher and that's when they had bill dickey the former yankees catcher uh, one of the best yankee catchers in yankees history he played with the yankees from like 19 the 1930s to 19 late, late 1940s i guess um and he, he was actually yogi berra's mentor um of course the yankees also had yogi berra I mean, Yogi Berra, his prime years were in the 1950s. And when Elston Howard came up, 1950, basically, he was signed in 1950, um, like I said, by the Yankees. In 1951, Yogi Berra, was, that was his first MVP award. 54, he won the MVP. And 55, he was about to win the MVP. Um, anyways, getting back to Elston Howard, he went to Class AAA again, but this time a different team. I think the, the minor leagues were a lot different in the 1950s and 60s even and even in the 1970s um but anyways the team that he actually played for was called the toronto maple leafs not the hockey team the baseball team so anyways that's uh, that was interesting uh bill dickey worked with him a lot there as uh to kind of um build on the skills as a catcher because i guess they 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 saw a lot of um that they obviously liked his bat he was actually the mvp that year for for the toronto maple leafs and um so, I mean, he, he actually led the league in triples um, with 16, um, which is pretty good as a catcher, leading the league in triples. And, of course, he was, was an outfielder. But it's kind of interesting, too, because uh, later on, because I kind of found, I found out that Elston Howard was actually a very slow runner, um, which Casey Stengel wasn't really crazy about because Casey Stengel liked to kind of do different things with, with players, and he really couldn't with Elston Howard. But Elston Howard had such a great bat. It, it, um, they, they just had to get him in the lineup somehow. Um, also, that year in AAA, he had 22 home runs, 109 RBIs, and he hit 339. Again, like I said, he had won the MVP in Class AAA. And so, of course, the very next year, he made his Major League debut, um, and he became the first African-American New York Yankee to play in a game. Um, April 14th, 1955. He was 26 years old, so he was a little bit older. Part of that, I'm sure, like I said, was... Yogi Berra, um, you know, he was the catcher, and he, he was really, really good. Like I said, 1955, by 1955, Yogi Berra had already won two MVPs, and 55, he won his third MVP. Elston Howard was one for one that game. Um, he got an RBI single. Um, and it was a single to left field. Uh, just to get in the lineup, because obviously Yogi Berra was in the prime of his career, like I said, um, he was also competing for playing time in the outfield as well, so that the, Yan- the Yankees could get his bat in the lineup. He was competing with Eno Slaughter and Norm Seaborn, um, who was also a Yankee at the time. Um, his first start with the Yankees was April 28th, 1955. Uh, Casey Stengel 
I guess, was very tough on Elston Howard. But anyways, one thing about Casey Stengel was the way that he talked. And Casey Stengel really had, like, no filter. And I guess, I, I mean, obviously, Elston Howard, he wasn't getting a lot of playing time. Obviously, Even though Yogi Berra was there and, and like, he obviously, he was really an outfielder. So... I'm sure there was a little bit of, of tension there. He was actually a very good postseason player, Elston Howard. Um, he had some, he had some, he had some pretty darn good moments in the postseason. Uh, but before that, 1955, he also had a very good year as well. Had a 290 batting average, 10 home runs, 43 RBIs in 97 games. The World Series in 1955, the Dodgers won that one in, in seven games. But Elston Howard hit a home run off of Don Newcomb in the second inning in Game One, and that tied the game at two. The Yankees ended up winning that game six to five 1956 world series versus the dodgers um elston howard hit a home run off of don lucum again um and that was in the fourth inning and uh actually there were four yankees that hit home runs in that game as well that was in game seven and the yankees won nine to nothing um so there's another home run i mean i guess that one wasn't really a big home run but i mean I guess in a way, every home, every run in the World Series or in a playoff game is big. Elston Howard, 1957, played in his first All-Star game. And from uh, 1957 on, I think, until like 1964, 1965, somewhere around there. I think it was 64. He made it to nine more All-Star games in a row after that. Um, he also, in the 1957 World Series, the Yankees were in a lot of World Series. I think the only two World Series the Yankees were in in the 50s were 1959 and 1954, I believe. Um, uh, but anyways, in 1957 in the World Series, they faced the Milwaukee Braves. Uh, Elston Howard actually hit a three-run home run off of left-handed pitcher Hall of Famer Warren Spahn um, with two outs in the ninth inning. And, uh, uh, of course, the Milwaukee Braves ended up winning the World Series. Um, then in 1958 in the World Series, the Yankees ended up coming back from a 3-1 deficit um, against the Milwaukee Braves. But in Game 5, Elston Howard turned a double play. He was playing left field caught a fly ball and then he threw out the runner at first base which is always always definitely a feat um for any left fielder um, then game six of that same world series in 1958 elston howard threw out a runner at home plate in, in the second inning from left field i believe because uh, he played left field and right field it was a corner outfielder of course obviously he didn't have a lot of speed um, also in game six he had a single and he scored with two outs in the 10th inning and the yankees won the game four to three game seven um, of the 1958 World Series again against the Milwaukee Braves. Um, he had a 2-0 RBI single in the 8th inning. Yankees won the game 6-2, to um, That, but that 2-0 RBI single put the Yankees on top 3-2, to and of course they won 6-2, like I said. Um, and so the Yankees ended up coming back from down 3-1 in the series in 1958 to winning the series in, in 7 um, and the, I mean, if, if they hadn't come back, obviously they would have lost two years in a row to the Milwaukee Braves, um, which of course the Yankees at that time in the fifties, they were used to winning pretty much every year. Um, but anyways, uh, they also had a Babe Ruth award then and a world series MVP award. The world series MVP award actually went to Bob Turley, who was nicknamed bullet Bob and the Babe Ruth award, I think was for like an offensive player, like the offensive MVP, I guess. Um, now the Babe Ruth Award is the World Series MVP Award. Um, they combined it, I guess. Um, anyway, so, but Elston Howard had won the Babe Ruth Award. Um, obviously, he was a big part of why the Yankees came back from down 3-1. to one. Um, And, of course, I'm sure there was, um, you know, they had Mickey Mano, Yogi Berra. But Elston Howard uh, definitely had a great series um, in 1958. Um, 1959. 
Elston Howard, that's, this is basically when he started playing a lot more. Of course, Yogi Berra was getting older, and they even started playing uh, Elston Howard at first base more, which I didn't realize he played first base. Um, but he didn't play, I don't think he played a whole lot of first base. It was just basically to get his bat in the lineup. Um, and anyways, played 125 games. He had 18 home runs, and he had he had, he had had like 73 RBIs as well. 1960, um, the very next year, this is when he started uh, being a starter as a catcher a little bit more. And I, I think he was mostly starting catcher. I don't, I don't think Yogi was starting as much. Also, Yogi Berra was starting to play in the outfield a little bit more as well. Um, and this was Casey Stengel's last year as manager, of course, because obviously um, Bill Mazeroski had to walk off home run to win the World Series in 1960. But he still played in just 107 games. I don't know if he was hurt at all in 1960 or not. Uh, but anyways, if you would like, you can feel free to uh, comment on social media on at Historic Pinstripes, um, the Historic Pinstripes show. Um, you can also feel free to comment on uh, at Historic Pinstripes uh, on Instagram or at Historic NYY on Twitter, and just feel free to uh, let me know any other information maybe I've missed or or anything. Because remember, we're a community of Yankee fans, and it's just good to have like a a discussion on on all kinds of Yankee topics. Um, but anyways, um, I was moving forward. Uh, Elson Howard in the World Series in 1960 at 462 uh, against the Pirates. Even though the Yankees lost, he had a great World Series again. Um, he was he actually got hit hit in the hand in game six of the World Series, so he missed game seven. So I mean, who knows? Maybe if Elston Howard had played in game seven, maybe they would have won. Who knows? Um then the very next year, Ralph Hook became the new manager of the Yankees. And uh this is when the the Yankees really started giving him a lot more playing time, which I kinda won you kinda have to wonder if Casey Stengel I mean, if you really just didn't want to play him as much. Um, regardless, at least Ralph Hook finally gave him a lot more playing time. 1961 was basically his best year um, in in the major leagues. He had 348, which is a career high for Elston Howard. He had 21 home runs, 77 RBIs. He had a 387 on-base percentage, which is a career high for him. Um, he played in 129 games, and he was 10th in the most valuable player voting as well. Of course, Roger Maris in the... Mickey Mano were at the top. Roger Maris won the MVP award. Um, 1962, uh, Elston Howard had another very good season, played in 136 games. Um, by this time, too, he was already like in his early to mid 30s. Um, but just the, so just the fact that he was playing this many games and he was catching more games than he had ever caught, um, really to that point. And I guess he was known as a very good defensive catcher as well. Um, but 1962. He hit 279, had 21 home runs and 91 RBIs with a 318 on base percentage. Um, again, I don't think they really concentrated as much on, on base percentage um, back in those days. But, uh, anyways, moving on. Uh, 1963, this is another one of his better years. He played 136 games again as a catcher. Actually, 135 games. Um, and this was at 34 years old. So he was already getting a little bit older. Uh, uh, he was 28, he had 28 home runs. Um, which is a career high for him. Uh, 85 RBIs, had 287 batting average, a 342 on base percentage, which is pretty darn good. And he won the MVP that year as well, um, which actually he was the first African American uh, player to ever win a Most Valuable Player award in the American League. And he also won his first Gold Glove award as well. Um, and I mean, he was 34 years old playing 136 games as a catcher. So it just kind of makes you wonder if he had played 
more games earlier on in his career. And Casey Stengel, he did platoon players a lot. Um, like he would a lot of times with righties and lefties. He, unless you were like Yogi Berra or Mickey Mano. I think those are the only two guys he didn't platoon. Of course, Mano was a switch hitter, so you can't really platoon. But obviously, he was Mickey Mano as well. So anyways, moving forward. Um, Elston. So Elston Howard, if he if he had played, like I was going to say, if he was if he had started when he was younger, um, he, he probably could have been a Hall of Famer. Elston Howard, 1964. He was 35 by this time. And this is when he played the most games in his entire career. 150 games as a catcher. Um, probably not all as a catcher. I'm sure maybe a little bit in the outfield, but mostly, I think it was mostly still as a catcher. He had 15 home runs that year, 84 RBIs. Um, he also had a 313 batting average, a 371 on base percentage. Um, and a, he also won the Gold Glove Award and he was third in the MVP. Um, so, I mean, even though he was getting older and he was still playing a lot of games, obviously 150 at 35 years old. I mean, I'm sure that took a toll on him because after 1964, Elston Howard really, um, his his uh, career, his numbers really kind of took a hit. Um, and after 64, 65, 66, and 67, really uh, his career kind of dwindled down and that he ended up retiring. But before that, I just wanted to mention a few more postseason moments that he had. 1961 in the World Series against the Reds. Game one, he had a solo home run. Uh, the Yankees ended up winning the game two to nothing. Um, one was on his home run, and there was another home run by Moose Gowran. Um, so that was another clutch, uh, cl- clutch moment for Elston Howard. And also, Elston Howard played in nine World Series in ten years. He also played on the most losing World Series teams, um, which was six, and that that's tied with Pee Wee Reese. And then the very next year, in 1965, like I said, after 64, he, he um, wasn't really the same player, and um, this is probably a big part of it too, because I guess he had he, he had an injury. Um, he hurt his elbow in spring training that year. Actually, he he played just four games in April, and after that, he had surgery, and he ended up missing five weeks um, after that. So. Uh, but he really didn't have a very good season that year. And even in 66 and 67, like I said, 67, he had part of the year. He was in New York part of the year. He ended up getting traded to the Red Sox, which I don't think he really wanted to go to the Red Sox. He wanted to finish his career with the Yankees, but he wasn't playing well, I guess. So I, I think that they just, they kind of, they, you know, players don't play well. They, they end up getting traded. And I think he ended up understanding that, I believe, because I, I, he has a Yankeeography as well which is definitely very good. Um, the whole Yankeeography series is very good. You should definitely check those out um, if you get a chance on the Yes Network. Or I think they used to sell DVDs. But anyways, uh, uh, when he was traded to Boston, actually, there was a player named Tony Conigliaro who played for the Red Sox. Anyways, one thing that Tony Conigliaro said that I just wanted to mention was it just kind of shows you how good of a catcher he um, Elston Howard was he said that uh he never saw one pitcher shake off Elston Howard or one of Elston Howard's signs which is basically the ultimate respect as a catcher and it just shows you how much respect he had around the league and that that he knew the hitters and um I mean it just shows you how good of a catcher he was too that that um pitchers um the you know and the 67 Red Sox were a very good team you know obviously they made made it to the World Series they didn't win but they still made it to the World Series and they were a very very good baseball team so they obviously had some very good pitchers as well um Jim Lonborg uh one that comes to mind um also Elston Howard I guess he surpassed um he surpassed the record holder uh, in career career fielding percentage which at the time they called it career fielding average 
Of course, fielding percentage really isn't the best indication of defense. There's a lot, lot more numbers out there for defense nowadays. But, I mean, it's still kind of kind of a cool stat because, I mean, as a catcher, I mean, the, you're, you're behind the plate all the time. And um, just as big as considering that Elston Howard pl- played so many games later in his career, um, the fact that he had such a great uh, fielding percentage um, and he was such a big guy too, like he must have been a very, very good defensive player. Um, and it tells you he probably didn't make very, very, very many errors um, or very, have very many pass balls. Um, but anyways, he ended up again. He ended up getting surpassed by Bill Freehan, who was a catcher for the Tigers, and then um, I think the early 1970s and maybe the late 1960s. But anyways, Bill Freehan, who was a catcher for the Tigers, ended up passing him in 1973. And one last postseason moment that I just wanted to mention, even though it wasn't with the Yankees, he was playing for the Red Sox in the World Series in 1967 um, in Game Five against the Cardinals. And the Cardinals had another former Yankee, Roger Maris. Uh, but anyways, uh, it was game five. Uh, Elston Howard, um, his last big hit in the World Series was a two-run single with the bases loaded in the ninth inning. And uh, the Red Sox had a 3 nothing lead. And, it was, and Rod, it was a good thing he did get the, that two-run single because Roger Maris hit a home run in the, in the, next, in the bottom half of the ninth inning. And uh, the Red Sox still won 3-1 to one, um, because if, if it wasn't for that, then, then it would have been tied up. And going into extra innings, so that was his last, like his last big um, hit in the World Series. And you know, he, uh, I, I didn't realize how much of a clutch hitter he was um, in his career. Uh, but anyways, he ended up playing 54 games in the World Series. Of course, that's how they played was World Series games. But still, the fact that they 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 were in the World Series 54 times. So Austin Howard played 54 World Series games. Um, Yogi Berra and Mickey Mantle were the only players who had more um, had played in more games than Elston Howard. Uh, Elston Howard was also credited with being the first to use the index and the pinky finger um, because catchers usually typically they they use the index and the pinky finger to signal two outs to the outfielders so that they can see it. But I guess before that, I guess they used to just uh, put out two fingers like your index finger and your middle finger. Elston Howard, who used to be an outfielder, um, obviously noticed that uh, he always used the pinky and the the um, index finger, and that that way the it would be more visible to the outfielders. And, but I guess he was the first one that really started doing that a, a lot more. And he also was credited with inventing the donut as well. And I guess he had a, actually, which was a, a donut. If you're not familiar with baseball, a donut is basically used in the on deck circle. Um, a hitter will use that to basically make the bats feel heavier, so that like before they're batting, it's kind of like they're taking all their practice swings, and um, it, it's good to like swing something heavier, so that when you're sw- when you swing the bat. Uh, without the donut later on, you could swing it quicker. And, it, and it's just a technique that before the, there was the donut, which it was basically just like a, like a, it was shaped like a donut. It was like a lead weight to make it heavier. And it would, was better than having like two or three or four bats like some players used to use back in like the 30s and 40s before the donut. So they would use like three or four or however many bats. 
in the on-deck circle before just taking one bat to the plate. Anyways, also, uh, um, so another part of Elston Howard's career I just wanted to mention, he was also a, uh, known as a very good coach. He was actually the first African-American to coach in the American League. He started coaching with the Yankees as a first-base coach. Um, I think he might have been just a first-base coach. I'm not positive on that. He was passed up quite a bit, though, as a man- Yankees manager. He came back in 1969 with the Yankees to coach. He was their first-base coach. Um, he was, uh, of course, Yogi Berra was the bench coach for quite a while with the Yankees in the 70s. Um, I think maybe 75, he might have came on with Billy Martin. Um, 75 or 76, I'm not sure exactly. But anyways, so Elston and Yogi Berra were kind of reunited as coaches. 1977 even, um, Reggie, and of course that, that that was the year of the Bronx Zoo. Uh, Reggie Jackson um, and Billy Martin. And there was a game, a very famous game, of course, that I'm sure people will remember is when Billy Martin took out Reggie Jackson out of right field because, you know, he didn't like the way Reggie Jackson was playing. He, he wanted him to be hustling. So he took out Reggie Jackson and Reggie Jackson was livid and they had they had an argument. They brought it into the dugout. They even kind of got into it a little bit. And Elston Howard actually, in Yogi too, Yogi, Yogi kind of had to cool off Billy Martin and Elston Howard had to kind of cool off Reggie Jackson and Reggie Jackson was a big guy and that kind of shows you how you know Elston Howard um when he he kind of even though he was a he was a he was a very quiet guy I guess um even as a player he never really said a whole lot and that's kind of why the Yankees chose Elston Howard as the first African-American um Yankees player and really if you think about it like watching the Yankeeography you can like I didn't I didn't obviously I was I wasn't alive when Elston Howard uh, played so I don't remember him as a player, but from what I've seen in documentaries and um, and, and stuff like that, uh, Elston Howard, I guess he was a very quiet uh, player, very quiet person. He was a lot like Derek Jeter, uh, like I was saying about Reggie Jackson and Yogi Berra. They're peacemakers in that, that incident at Fenway Park when Billy Martin had to had to take him out of the game, Take Red, uh, when Billy Martin decided to take out Reggie Jackson um, at Fenway and Reggie got mad. And, and usually when Elston Howard... Um, got in the middle of things, things calmed right down because I guess he had a very calming of, approach with other players. And I guess also um, another thing I did want to mention earlier that I kind of forgot too was in the 1950s in the minor leagues, there were some times that were very hard on Elston Howard too because um, in, in the like especially in single A, I think it was, uh, um, I think it was like in, somewhere in Florida, but I guess there were some of that they played in Florida where uh, – that he couldn't stay with the the Yankees team, and there are probably other places too because of uh, the the segregation. So anyway, so I guess Elston Howard had to stay, and they had to find other places for Elston Howard to stay in certain places. And I'm sure that had to be very very hard with him on him because obviously he wasn't able to play with his teammates. And I think Elston, from what I've heard, it sounds like the Yankee teammates in the 50s and 60s were very good to him. And I I, I guess he had he had a very good relationship. It sounds like with Yogi Berra, and um, he was a coach for 10 years. 1969 to 1979 um then in 1980 he was going to move on as an administrative assistant in the front office i guess and that's when he was diagnosed with that rare heart disease um which i guess was caused by rapid heart failure i guess that happened to be why he had ended up passing away unfortunately at the young age of 51 years old but i mean in my opinion nelson howard is definitely one of the greatest yankees of all time he actually had his number retired number 32 it was retired on the same day as Roger Maris, who obviously number nine. Um, 
and that was in 1984. Roger Maris was still alive then. But I think the the quote that really put things in perspective for um, Elton Howard and how he was just, just as a person and in his career, it seemed at least it seemed like from a from afar anyway, uh, from from what I've read, um, his plaque says. Um, a man of great gentleness and dignity, and it also says one of the truly great Yankees, and he really was one of the truly great Yankees. He, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of surprising too that there are such. Seems like there's a lot of people that really don't know a lot about Elston Howard, but he was really one of the greatest Yankees of uh, of all time. Really, he's definitely one of the greatest Yankees um, catchers of all time, right up there with Yogi Berra, uh, Thurman Munson, Bill Dickey, um, but. Anyways, the Yankees have had a lot of great players in their history. Uh, Elston Howard, I, I, like one thing I was surprised about, I didn't realize how great of a clutch hitter he was in like the World Series games. And also, of course, you know, obviously um, he went through a lot with uh, being the first African American Yankees player, and just all those African American athletes that that like like I don't think any of us can really relate to that because that's just what they had to go through. I'm sure it was very difficult. Um, and anyways, um, in my opinion, I think Elston Howard was probably the perfect Yankee and, and just like the perfect, he was, he just fit right in with that Yankee team. So again, this is my tribute to the late Elston Howard, who wore number 32 for the New York Yankees. Again, one of the great, uh, um, Yankees catchers in Yankees history. Um, and it's kind of a shame that he wasn't able to, uh, to start earlier in his career because he probably would have been a Hall of Famer because I think he probably would have been um and who knows maybe if he had lived longer maybe he would have become a manager eventually but anyways uh that's it for this week everyone thank you all for listening and as always go Yankees <laughs>